Well, I planted a couple pear trees yesterday. Mm, this is the beginning of my favorite folk song. How, Go ahead, Juice. Is do that the rest. four pear trees or what? How how many pears is it? A couple. So that's two. four. That's four pears total. Yes. No, but once these so beautiful eight. babies start producing, I'm expecting big things. Big, beautiful, juicy pears. And let me tell you, boys, you are not invited because these beautiful babies are all for me. <laughs> that's I got Bartlett's. That's kind of shitty. Well, I got Bartlett's. I'm putting in all the work. I'm the little. Uh, I'm the little. You know, ant that's collecting the grain for the winter. And you can't just show up once these beautiful, juicy boys start growing in and say, oh, I'd, I'd like a pear, too. I meant to come help you plant. How, how, t- how tall are they like, at a starting point? Right now, they're about three feet tall. They're well, not a lot of... Oh, uh, the trees are. Pears. Not the pears, <laughs> not the pears themselves. No, the pears, I'm assuming, will be, if you just imagine the best pear you've ever seen, like big, beautiful, juicy Colors? Pears. What? Perfect. I don't see color. Me neither. What about body? How embarrassing. Juiciness? Oh, juiciness for these. I mean, if it's rated on TLC. Yeah. These are going to be like crazy sexy cool. Because I've put a lot of care into these beautiful, beautiful two boys. Are you going to grange them? Are you Googling, Russ? No, no, this is just from Stardew Valley. (laughs) Oh, uh, what's granging? Do I need to do that? You, like, put it, I've put been it. into pear farming for, um, I guess it's been about 18 hours now. Sure, sure. Yeah. So there's still a little bit of the terminology I'm a little bit unclear on. Yeah. Uh, Are you I, gonna I, do... I think it's like if there's a county fair and you want to present your pears, you put them in a box and then. I assume they'll want to have the fair at my house. Yeah. Because the, <laughs> the pears will be too big and juicy and they're not even going to want to, like, they're not going to want me to pick them. Did they're you going to want to come and eat them right off the tree. Are you going to do trees, them up? Trees, uh, you have to got two because they have pollination. And pears. Are you going to do them up like a Harry and David gift box and wrap them in gold foil before you give them as gifts or eat They them? are actually bred to grow with gold foil. Wait, they're bred? That's amazing. What? Nothing. No. I have a breadfruit tree in the back. That's just to keep the deer away. They, because they get scared and confused. What's that doing up there? Did I mention my raspberries? Oh my god. My name is Justin McElroy, and I don't know the best games of the year that we didn't deign to talk about before now. Yeah, that's a weird con. My name is Griffin McElroy, and there's so many great games that we have kept secret from you. Yeah. Because for, to keep our own special reserve. My name is Ross Froschick, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. Chris Plant is continuing his boycott of the program this week until we <laughs> retroactively <laughs> name 13 Sentinels the best game. It says here, Eva, and it's like three A's, mm. which is weird. Mm. So, Plant, we hope you will relent, because I certainly won't. Uh, this... A week we're going to be talking about some, you know, not every game is uh, sort of juicy enough. Uh, to, like a pear. To su- 
like a beautiful, beautiful pear, not juicy enough to support its own environment, its own uh, episode, rather. So uh, we wanted to collect some of the ones that, you know, just some quick hits, some like, hey, you should check this out. And we're going to be, uh, can I say spilling the tea? Is that, is that? I think that's negative, right? Isn't that like gossip? Yeah. Drink, we'll be drinking the tea. Okay. Yeah. Right after this. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? Get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I'm thirsty for tea. Spill it. Or drink, like, dump tea on me. Okay, so, again, these are, like, games that I think we've seen in the last couple months, but not necessarily, like, the biggest, like, AAA releases, because, spoiler alert, there basically haven't been <laughs> in, like, yeah. three months major it's, Yeah, releases. I feel like the I, I feel, everyone kind of knew when COVID hit that there would be, like, a lull, and I, it's interesting how games are in different sorts of development and some people adapted better, but I feel like we are really hitting the, the lull at this point. Like, I feel like we are now hitting the, like, where we have not caught up yet with the uh, the lull you know, of I was, game development. I was thinking that, too, and then I was talking to friend of the show, Jason Schreier, okay. and he said that he just thinks there are fewer games being made overall. Interesting. And that it's not a COVID lull as much as it is like EA or Activision used to make like a ton of different games. And now like Activision makes COD basically. And, right. but what we're seeing is obviously these smaller titles coming to things like Game Pass or Steam that are sort of filling in what were previously like these tentpole gaming moments. Yeah. And that like this last February where, you know, Elden Ring and, Dying Light 2 came out and all these other games is kind of a weird aberration and maybe not going to be the norm. Yeah. There's also pacing issues because we were inundated a few months ago. We were. February February was fucking wild, yeah. It was an embarrassment of riches. Like, a big game like, um, you know, a a Dying Light 2 that sort of got buried by a lot of the other big releases right around then, I think could really, like, uh, find purchase right now because it's a little bit dry in the fields, in the game fields. Yeah, I'm um, sure if people had known where all the games were going to fall, maybe some shifts would have made, I, would have happened. I, do you guys get irritated? I, I, this is this is like a, a tangential to this conversation, but it is sort of also the cause of this conversation. 
I feel like on the stores where there are a lot of game, like I guess most of the stores at this point, all the all the digital storefronts, I feel like, um, and Steam is probably the best at this, but like I get so frustrated looking at all the different games that have been dumped on like the Switch store or the PlayStation store and having no idea, like having no way to like, certainly I'd enjoy some of these. Mm. Like I have law of large numbers. Sure. Right? I have, I would have to enjoy some of these and it is so hard to find like without actually like physically downloading and playing them, especially with these having no, like no reviews or feedback systems or anything like, like the switch store, for example. Like, well, first of it's all, it's so hard to find. Thank the, God. The it's good, so hard good stuff because that pays our bills. So thank you. Yes. We're here for that. But secondly, I would say there are websites like, for example, I never, ever browse the eShop, like, blindly. I always use Deku, DecuDeals.com, which does not sponsor the show, but it is a very good website that uh, basically sorts by sales that are going on on Switch right now, but also includes the Metacritic score and all sorts of other stuff that you would actually want to know before buying a thing. So that certainly helps. Yeah, I like sometimes just scrolling through the eShop it's the eShop's a fun scary. one because if you go to like bestsellers or great deals or featured, uh, it's like, oh, I know these guys. I love these guys. Dragon Ball, I at least recognize him <laughs> and his great works. And then you click into it and it's like, do you want to spend $35 on a game called Equestrian Training? And it's like, <laughs> I, yes. I think, do you want to spend, do you want to spend $2 and 19 cents on Salad Bar Tycoon Extended Edition? And it's like, <laughs> um, is that, as good as Zel- yeah. Zelda or what is well, the pricing is hilarious because when you look at, especially in switch, you see this where it's like $50 to play this. Like there's no way this seek and find game. There's no way. And then you see another, it's like two seventy eight. It's like, well, this can't be anything. <laughs> there's no way. Well, it's I can't also this. the switch is such wild West because people, they set prices like $50 for a crazy matching game, whatever. And then they'll do a huge discount and because yeah. of the huge discount, it gets put on the like bestseller list deals. Yeah. for deals. And then that like the people are really like screwing with Nintendo. Nintendo needs to get their shit together in terms of sorting that store because it is not a scientific process. No, not at all. Okay, but let's talk about what what's good. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start with a game called Shotgun King, which is on Steam right now. I'm not sure if it's on, on, on any other platforms, but I know for sure it's on Steam. That's where I played it. And I think you guys are going to love this game. This seems both Griffin and Justin palatable. Shotgun King is basically a roguelike chess game where you have a single piece. You are a king, a shotgun king in this case. And you are up against a number of different traditional chess pieces, pawns, knights, rooks, etc. Each level, you are given your kingly abilities, which is to say you can move one space in any direction, or you can shoot the other pieces with a shotgun. And so you basically move through the levels deciding, do I want to use a shotgun or do I want to move? But also on top of that, you are getting perks that alter your movement abilities, your shotgun abilities, uh, the enemies that you're facing. So for example, you might pick a perk that increases your ammo capacity on your shotgun, but it also makes two knights spawn every single round, whereas previously it might be, you know, something easier. That so fun. it's that really, really cool. You can, there's like uh, single use cards where you can like turn your knight, uh, turn your king into a knight so you can move like L-shaped knight ways. 
Um, this, I, I mean, I haven't played a ton of it, but there's a sort of a campaign mode with multiple difficulty settings. And then I think there's a survive for as long as you can mode, which seems pretty cool, but I haven't played that one yet. It's like um, $6 and it's really well made. Um, sounds fun. On What's Steam. up with so video games being hot as hell? And uh, I have not played Vampire Survivors yet, which seems wild because it really? Yeah, seems I haven't like played it either. So completely. And, but so I, this morning I bought it because I was like, oh, that would be fun to play it, maybe stream it, do a little bit of something with it. And it's like two fucking dollars. And it's like, how did that, what, are, are you guys sure you want to charge that much for it? Because like <laughs> everybody's playing it and talking about it, and it seems like you could maybe get even more than $2. I mean, I don't want to question it because like that, I feel like you do what you got to do to get, if you've got like an untested thing. Yeah. Um, how many people would take a flyer on it for two bucks? Mm. I mean, yeah. especially if they heard some buzz about it. It's great. Like you really can't, can't beat wait. it for yeah, like. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. It looks it's great sick. for if you're doing like uh, uh sometimes I like to ride the the bike while I'm playing and it's literally like you can play with one thumb like yeah. so it's it's a perfect for that. Uh, yeah, it seems sort of like it's just an alpha move where games like that or like Hollow Knight launched, if I'm not mistaken, at fifteen dollars and has stayed at fifteen dollars forever and then sometimes goes down to seven fifty, and they knew how fucking good that game was. But they were yeah. just like, no, we're just going to charge like basically nothing for one of the greatest games ever made. And so sick. Um, hey, I want to talk about Ali Ali World because I, I know I've brought okay. it up on this. It has come show, up previously. Uh, but it, it for me, it falls in this category of like hot as hell games that I am surprised not more people are talking about. Uh, it's, it is just such a brilliant evolution of of what Ali Ali World or the original Ali Ali games did uh which is to say like super simple you know uh one or two input skateboarding downhill jam uh it does that by and also layers on like a really fun sort of uh world and vibe and uh like upgrade system and mission system uh the the levels are all very like colorful and memorable the music is probably my favorite game soundtrack of the year so far uh it's it's just great and it's out on switch and that's where i've been playing it and it is kind of the perfect switch game where like i can just pick it up and over the course of like five minutes just like slam my head against a level until i clear it uh and you know you don't need to remember a whole bunch of stuff the muscle memory kind of stays with you for long enough that it bridges the gap between ollie ollie world sessions but uh it is it is phenomenal yeah it's kind of funny because this this is now two games in a row that i have intentionally not played yet because i knew they would both be really really good on steam deck and i wanted to wait until i got a steam deck which hasn't happened yet um, but both Vampire Survivors and Ali Ali World, I think, would be great on Steam Deck. But maybe I'll just get Ali Ali on Switch and yeah, say, fuck it. Ali Ali World has like a couple of load load times. Like I think I I, yeah, I haven't played in a, a couple weeks, but um, like loading into a level takes like a little bit longer than you want it to take. So maybe yeah. that'll be better mm. on Steam Deck. I don't know, but um, it's it is great and like it scratches an itch that. Like nobody else is scratching right now, uh, and I I do appreciate. I'll come that. over there and I'll scratch your itch. My skateboarding. You want to come jam with me, bro? Yeah. Come jam with me, Russ. I'm going Can you to. imagine? Boom boom pop jam. Can you imagine me and you 
we would make two widows that day, <laughs> the day Instantly. we tried to jam. Instant widows. Instantly. Same jam. Two dead boys. <laughs> me and you. Can I do two quickly? Yes. Yeah. First is, I just want to say Rogue Legacy 2, because I know you all did it on Resties. It's gotten Ooh. so much better. It's got my How far are you into that game? right now. I, ha- I would have no way of answering Yeah, that. but like how um, many areas have you seen? I've beaten the first boss, and I've gotten to the second area. The other two that sort of branch off in the first area, I can't access. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. I, uh, yeah, I've got two bosses under my belt, and I've, I've hit the third and came very close to finishing the third. I, will, I am loving it. It's so compelling, and like it has so much shit to do, and I'm loving it. I wish... I, I wish the money came in a little faster because it is really defeating to like have a sick run where you go through and you make like, you know, 4,000 gold early in the game. And you're like, hell yeah, there's a lot of money. And then it buys you like a single upgrade. And it's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. well, okay. It feels like it, I should it get more It does feel reward. a little bit incremental. I, I, I agree with that. By design, yeah, like that's the game, but I just want it to be, I just want it to be a little bit faster. I, I didn't, there's a, House rules section where you can kind of tweak like uh, enemy damage and like all those all those parameters to kind of make it what you want to make it. I didn't see one in there for gold gain, which is disappointing. But yeah, otherwise, if you tried it early, dip back in. It's it's great. Yeah, and I um, think if you if you wanted to make it faster, you could just make yourself more. You know, decrease enemy health, and you basically yeah, sure. get to later levels, which in turn drop more gold. Yeah. Uh, I real quickly, I just wanted to mention also song pop party. Song Pop's a franchise, but uh, this is in the Apple Arcade, uh, and it is you pick a, a a playlist. It's a party game. I mean, you don't you don't really play it by yourself. You play it with other people online or in person. Uh, you pick a playlist that's like a, a genre of music, and then they start. And then you play name that tune basically, and it's whoever like buzzes in first gets the most points. And I just have to say, after getting my clock cleaned by teens for very long uh, in my in my adult years, it is so nice to just be like, oh, that story of a girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know it in three milliseconds. Absolutely. Oh, that Oasis. Children, that's Oasis. You didn't recognize it instantly? These songs are in my bones. There's like four playlists I can do that with. Uh, and it is very fun and satisfying. It would make a fun uh, party game too. I thought that song uh, was called "Absolutely." I fucking I don't know. I mean, my Kurt Loader over here. Yeah, wow. Um, but the, the, those are two two little little uh, recommendations I want to make. I have two other meaty ones, but do you want to hear one of those or you just yeah, break me off a beefy? Break one? me off a beefy boy. Y'all and pe- y'all y'all fuck with Peglin. <laughs> uh, I played Peggle. Okay, so you know Peggle, yes. Griffin, Russ. I'm, I'm going to hand you something like extremely powerful with this recommendation, oh. and I just want you to like be be responsible with okay, it. Okay, okay. Peglin is a, I mean, it's the Peggle RPG. We we should wow I, that alone. I, I can't, wow, um, I whew, I got chills. It's it's the re- we should tell hey, people guys, what Peggle is just for the uh, Peggle's like okay. So it's like Plinko or Pachinko or you're basically shooting out a ball and then the balls hit pegs and then the um, and then you get points for hitting the pegs, except in the, and then you do it again. Uh, very physics focused. But in this game, in this roguelike, 
you are uh, playing it's more pachinko because it's going down rather than up where Peggle was like, you're firing up and this is you're firing down, but like, what? Cares, it's Peggle. No, you fired what? down and you fired down Peggle. and Peggle. What are you talking Perfect. about? Okay, great. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about then. Uh, Peggle RPG. So you have a assortment of different like balls and that's your ammo. And each one has different properties. So there's like a bouncy one and there is a, uh, a dagger that's more powerful if you hit special blocks that turn your attack critical. So you're like at the top of the screen, you're squaring off against a, an enemy who has a health bar and you have a health bar. Um, and they are attacking you between each round. You are trying to hit as many pegs as you can because each peg acts to the, uh, adds to the strength of your attack. So if you hit a bunch of pegs in one round, then you're going to do a very powerful attack. You can augment that by there's special pegs that replenish all the pegs on the board, and there's pegs that turn your attack critical, which makes it like more damaging. In between rounds, you can refill your health or upgrade a ball or get new balls. There's like stone that, that is very basic. There's um, there's one that turns every eighth peg you hit into a bomb that hits every enemy on screen. And then in between those levels, you can level up um, the 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 pegs, your balls rather, so that they can do more damage. So you can kind of build a strategy around like, I'm going to have a bunch of these kind, like these fireballs that ignite bombs immediately, or I'm going to have a bunch that replenish the pegs, so I'm always hitting a bunch of pegs. Did you play um, Beast Breaker? It does kind of sound like Beast Breaker. Yes, I find I find this more engaging than Beast Breaker. I li- I didn't like the pace of Beast Breaker as much. I think that Beast Breaker put a bunch of uh, a little too much uh, cruft around the the core mechanics. There was a lot this of narrative much, and a lot of yeah, exactly. Yeah. This like really uh, uh, scales it down, and it's much more focused on the gameplay and building up like a good deck of uh, ammunition. If you want to call that, I don't know, a good stack of ammunition that that works well together. Oh man, um, I like the art style as well. It's like yeah, NES tight era. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. It's on it's on Steam. I can't imagine it's very expensive. It's twenty dollars. It is early access, uh, so there's like like they're still building uh, the stuff around it. I think there's like three areas. I heard about it on um, Giant Bomb. They were talking about it there, and they said there there was like three three different stages you can get. The difficulty also ramps up pretty quickly, but it's one of those where. If you have the right set of tools, then you're you're working well together. And if not, you're probably going to struggle oh, a little bit more. I can't, th- it pisses me off because we keep talking about games that I just want to play on a Steam Deck. I know. I know this, this is so good. This would be a great Switch. switch yeah, I'm too. sure it'll come to Switch as well. Almost imagine, all of these actually. will come to Switch if they haven't already. Yeah. Um, hey, have you guys played, uh, not Dungeons of Dreadrock? That was the game that it, yeah, Dungeons of Dreadrock. What was I, what was the... Um, Legend... Yeah, that was like Legends the first person Gra- RPG, of right? Rock was maybe uh, yes, Grimrock, yes, not Dreadrock. Don't get it twisted. Okay, uh, so there's a there's a, a game. I think it came out on iOS last year, but it's coming out on on Switch. Uh, I think this week called Dungeons of Dreadrock. That is a really uh, clever, very condensed, very old school like dungeon crawl, almost like puzzle style game. Uh, where you are an adventurer going into a dungeon to save your brother, uh, and there's like a hundred levels, and you just go through and uh, avoid enemies and set traps for them, and everything's like super uh, retro and tile based, and it's kind of got. It's like some, a turn based, some... right? Yeah. Where you move well, and everyone else moves. 
Sort of. Uh, yes, that is that is how it works in sort of roguelike, uh, like traditional rogue movement style. Um, but it's it's neat and it's very challenging. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I, it's weird to me that it is coming to Switch. It works on iOS so well on Steam. It's like four bucks uh, if you want to play it there also. But uh, it's just got a really dope aesthetic and uh it's it's another one of those like really great just pick up and play and you know smash your head against a a, a floor of this dungeon and then oh move right I, on. now i understand why you mentioned legend of grimrock so offend- effectively this is like a top down like if you were playing instead of being first person like legend of grimrock this would be a top down of that yes that's yeah that's another good way of putting it it's got dna from a lot of different things yeah uh but it all comes together to make a a, a really polished and uh fun fun little package yeah that looks so, cool yeah i've got one called haiku the robot uh, oh which, that sounds so sweet yeah it's really cute it's uh it's on steam it is a metroidvania very 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 much inspired by hollow knight uh which is to say a lot of the sort of oh you heal by standing in one place and charging up your energy mechanic um the ability to sort of customize your character through these like chips that you install that like make your attack longer or you know let you pull in uh, resources magnetically stuff like that it's uh, rather than hollow knight's sort of smoother uh, art style this is more you know 16-bit era uh pixelated but if you are sort of dying over the fact that Silk, Silk Song has not come out yet, um, this uh, seems like a good way to sort of uh, get you along. It's not enormous. It's not like 40 hours like Hollow Knight is. It's probably six to eight hours. Uh, but I've been really enjoying it. It has some uh, cool uh, characterization. You know, they do the thing where you keep running into the same NPCs all over again, which, again, is a Hollow Knight thing and a Dark Souls thing. And so they mm-hmm. they do that as well. Um, uh, yeah, I've been digging it. I think it's really neat. That's that is on Steam. Henry saw a YouTube video with like Hollow Knight in it, and he wanted to play it really really bad. And I didn't have the heart. We've tried a couple times. I didn't have the heart to tell him that game is hard as fucking nails. Yeah, and he's, he's gonna he, die almost immediately. Oh, just a lot. And and he's you know he's feeling a little hot to trot. We just polished off Kirby. Which mm. have you? Did you guys beat the new Kirby game? I'm very oh. close. I'm very. It close. has is the has the best ending sequence of any like mainline Nintendo entry. It is. The Are you wildest. talking about like the end end or the, the like? Because there's like a bonus ending. There's a I don't know, man. The end end. The end end end. I don't. I don't know. There's a there's a bit <laughs> where you with a almost Halo like ending to the game that is a fucking. Oh, blast. I think I know what you're talking with okay. King DDD. No. No, oh, no, then I haven't seen know. that ending. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so so he doesn't like enjoy watching me play games. He wants to be in in control of them. Good and, for him, man. Good for him, but also Hollow Knight is ain't ain't the one. Not yet. That's a tough. That's not a tough boy. boy. Boy, not yet. <laughs> You're not ready for this, boy. <laughs> you can uh, play Rogue Legacy too, probably if you turned on the accessibility yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course. That'd be fun. Uh, is that is that it? No. No, I have one more, and, and sounds like Juice has one more as well. I want to hear Russ's one more. Okay, uh, my one more, Juice just mentioned, or you were, uh, Griffin was talking about uh, how certain games uh, are really good on iOS. Uh, one of them, 
which uh, came out a while ago uh, for Apple Arcade was Mini Motorways, which yeah. I didn't play a ton of on iOS, but it did just come out on Switch, and I've been playing a bunch on there. Um, really great strategy game where you're basically placing roadways to get cars from one point to another point, and eventually it sort of uh, expands the map out such that you're making these like really intricate like webs of interlocking traffic while also having to deal with the fact that, oh, you already placed some roads in a really shitty position, so you have to accommodate that. And it's just got this, like, very minimalist art style. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find it really soothing and, and chill if you're looking for a chill puzzle game. Highly recommend it. It's great on iOS as well, so you can play it anywhere. Uh, I will. I have one more question for you before we move on to uh, Chris Plant's secret digital uh, recommendation. Guys, who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus? That's the question pegged, uh, posed to you by uh, a new game. What's the title of who it? Pressed... <laughs> this one, this one, this one's called Who Press Mute on Uncle Marcus. Is this part it, of the Who it... Pe- Press Mute like series or is it? It's part of the Who Press <laughs> <laughs> Part of the, it's a spinoff of the Who Press Mutiverse. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you gotta get, just let me get through it, okay? Sure. Just indulge me for a second before you start doing other things, okay? Who Press Mute on Uncle Marcus is an FMV game. Stop, okay? Just stop it. You're embarrassing yourselves with your facial reactions that I'm guessing. <laughs> um, it is an FMV game where you are a, a, a young woman named Abby who is about to play a trivia night via Zoom or, you know, a Zoom equivalent with her family. Um, And this is an annual thing you do every year for your mom's birthday. Just before the trivia night begins, you get a call from uh, Uncle Marcus, who is, yes, we've brought out the star power for this one. It's uh, Andy Buckley, who you'll remember as David Wallace from The oh, Office. Oh, okay. And he was also on on uh, Veep for a long time. He's he he does a good job. He's he's bringing it. But he says, "I okay, I've been poisoned. <laughs> we were all at a meeting, a family meeting about who's going to take control of our family business a week ago, and I was poisoned at that meeting. You, Abby, were the only family member who wasn't at that meeting, so the only one I can trust. I need you to figure out who." poisoned me. Oh, okay. So th- during the quiz. It, uh, I keep, you both have so many questions yeah, and I love okay. it. So the mute to take the him. mute is sort of like a cute nod to the fact that he's been poisoned. Exactly. Okay. Griffin, did you have a question? I, my question was Russ's question. And I do I, <laughs> Okay, yes. I, I was hoping that the stakes would be a little bit lower. Um but I please continue. No. So what happens uh, basically is you are simultaneously playing this trivia night with your family via Zoom, and each one's like uh, an actually really well-performed different sort of character, all of which are like suspects, but it becomes a sort of like, it almost feels a little bit like a cozy mystery sort of vibe because you are uh, in this one, rather than cottage, you are in a, you know, a Zoom meeting and you uh, playing trivia with your family and you're able to like have one-on-one conversations, every round of the trivia game pairs you up with a different family member who you choose, and then you talk to them uh, uh, both about the answers to the quiz and also about the the meeting that you missed and trying to get clues out of them. So you're like trying to figure out, and each 
family member has a different personality. So you're kind of trying to figure out what is the best approach. You know, are, are you going to push hard on asking questions about the meeting? Are, is it, how important is it to them that they win the trivia quiz? Can I ask, because, uh, is yeah. Uncle Marcus in the corner of the Zoom just dying the whole time? Uncle Marcus is uh, not in the Zoom itself. He is sort of like, he checks in on sure. you. He's watching the Zoom, like, secretly. And how much time does he have? I I mean, it is, it's... How a, dire a, does it look to, for... About to the end of this Zoom call. He, he at the end of each, uh, at the end of the game, you need to tell him who poisoned him and with what, so he can take the right antidote or else he beats Got it, him. okay. That's so, so that's the, those fun. are the stakes. And it's one of those where um, you get to the end, the first time you play it, you are not going to uncover enough to save his life. So you start again. So it's a roguelike. different. It cho- yes, exactly. Choose different uh, conversations, different options, whatever, to try to uncover all the evidence that you missed the previous time. And the evidence that you do uncover is um, persistent. And you can skip conversations that you've already had. Oh, my so God. The like, dream of a family conversation being skipped. All uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yes, again, Dad, I know how disappointed you are in me. Uh, let me <laughs> skip that real quick. Press tab. Um, it, you know if you like this sort of thing. Uh, the performances are good. I don't actually. I, mean, actually, I like, don't know. I can't tell if this sounds good to me or not. <laughs> it, I mean, it um, sounds like, you know, it's got some, uh, yeah, as as Justin said, like cozy mystery vibes it seems like it could be fun like that it's Hitman a good level. App- it's very interesting to see people sort of like explore different applications for fmv it's a very interesting way of handling it it's not perfect um there there are like interstitial conversations that pop up every time you play that you can't skip so they're very brief but it like feels very languorous because it's like i i have seen this exact conversation before please don't yeah. make me do this again but the performances are good the, the mystery is is interesting How, I'm how's still the sort death of like make, does he sell it? What? Oh, I mean, this is Andy Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> he does. It. I mean, everybody's like bringing it and it's fun. And, the, and there's actually like some pretty funny. You have, uh, there's one cousin that is a uh, like relief worker in war torn areas. And when it's his turn to ask the questions, rather than ask traditional trivia questions, he uh, asks empathy questions. So he tells you your scenario and then you have to uh, act in the way that that person would react in that scenario. Like your village has just ran out of water and climate change is, is threatening your home. How do you react? Like what's your, what's your take on that? So it's like, he's like more concerned with that. Uh, and it's, and it's really interesting. There's, there's a lot of cool stuff like that, but it's, you know, uh, it's, it's very, it's a very neat idea. And I think it's pretty well executed actually. And well acted, well written. Um, this is Wales interactive, which has been releasing like a lot of, games like this i mean they've had like you guys don't know how many whales interactive games <laughs> i've let slide and not brought to you but um this one's a really um this one's a really interesting uh uh take on it cool and it's the there there i don't think we're gonna get a game this year that has a better title than that it's great i mean it's great the and even the art on it is cool it's like a little bit of a Saul bass kind of like style um but uh, it's it's very well done, and um, I I like it. I don't know. I like it. You don't cool. okay. You don't have to be embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. What made you feel like I was embarrassed? I'm just saying I like it. Okay, good. I'm glad that you like it. Um, I should also mention uh, Abigail Hardingham is the 
is the lead, uh, your your sort of avatar in it. Um, she has done a lot of TV in the UK. Um, I don't know if if audiences around here would know her as well, um, but she's if you're if you're familiar with UK TV, you'd probably know her. Work. Broadchurch. Probably. Uh, I think we have. She's in the. She's in the missing. I think we have so, a like, uh, phone call or a phone message, I should say, from the erstwhile Chris Plant, um, who has dialed in to um, from his convention to make a plea for people to play a very specific game. Let's listen to that. Oh, hello, everybody. It's Christopher Thomas Plant, and I am calling in from the Babylon 5 Super Cruise, having the time of my life. But I did want to tell you about a game that I have been loving, and that game is called Citizen Sleeper. I think I mentioned it on Orestes a little while ago. A little bit of context it's by Gareth Damian Martin. They are the editor of Heterotopias, a zine that's about game spaces and architecture, which I love. They also made this game called In Other Waters, which was very clever, but a difficult game to parse at times. You were this AI helping out a xenobiologist on an ocean planet. Very cool, very minimal. Uh, Citizen Sleeper, the new game has a similar premise, but it gives it some real body. And I mean that quite literally. You are a copy of a human consciousness. Consciousness? I'm tripping over my words today, friends. And you've been put into a synthetic body uh, and then sold into servitude by presumably your original conscious self. Um, So you, this sleeper, you've escaped to a space station, and you're in a bad spot. You need food, you need shelter, you need to stay safe from mysterious forces that appear to be hunting you, um, and you, you needed to get it all together in the le- very limited time that exists in a day. And that's that's how the game works. So the game is kind of like Persona without all of the RPG battles. So you have a limited number of things that you can do in a day and a whole bunch of uh, options in terms of what you can choose from. So you pick what you want to do and then you also have a number of dice that are rolled at the beginning of each day and you apply those dice to each of the activities you pick. So higher numbers that you roll, those increase the odds of good results on a, in a selection. Say that you like want to go break down some scrap. You roll a really high number and you do a great job and you make a lot of money off it. Lower numbers can actually cause troubles. So say you want to go gamble on the kind of stock market uh, of, of the space station, you could, you could lose cash, and that would be bad. So there's this tension of how do I spend my time? How do I survive? You know, Again, you, you have to eat, so that's going to take some time each day. Um, that's really fun. But the reason I'm recommending this, frankly, is the writing. I adore the writing. It's so compassionate and curious and sensual. Uh, Damian Martin, they are just such an immensely gifted and talented writer. And I feel that Citizen Sleeper, by having just a little bit more game here and and I would say art that is a little uh, more welcoming, it it really invites, I think, a larger audience in to appreciate their writing. Um, So I know that reedy kind of games can be a hard sell, um, that the system may sound complex, but good news, the game is on Game Pass, so you could just go try it, and I really think you should. I promise we will be talking about this game uh, at the end of the year, so I encourage you to check it out right now. 
And that's it. I need to go back uh, to my Babylon 5 cruise because I, I forgot to mention this. I am actually the captain now. Uh, I am steering the boat. So I need to save us from crashing into this island. Bye. Thanks, Chris. We didn't just put that in the recording. We listened to it. Definitely. For, like all of it. Yeah, go, repeat, what he, repeat what he said, Juice. Just like broad strokes. Somebody pressed mute on me. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Terrible news. Somebody press mute on Uncle Justice. Hey, can we take a break and then talk about cute little yellow guy? A cute little yellow guy that I uh, have befriended? Sure. Okay. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties so griffin you wanted to talk about pikachu yeah he's an electric mouse and he he fucks around with ash ketchum 
And together, they always kill Team Rocket. Stop it. I want to talk about Playdate, and I want to hear what you guys think about Playdate. Playdate is the new (laughs) crank-based gaming handheld uh, that that is taking the world by storm. I I adore the Playdate because it is so niche and weird and has big teenage engineering vibes because they're the, I think, manufacturer or something for it. Uh, and it's so delightful to see people who are not into that vibe or that scene like comment on videos or reviews of the Playdate like, this looks stupid. Where's the, where's the Halo? Like, get very, very upset about the fact that it does play uh some calculator ass looking games i mean is it wrong to wonder where the halo is no i mean for myself that is it is human nature um yeah the the play date uh, gosh okay so if somebody is like not at all uh, aware of what the play date is how would you all i would love to hear it's it's a plastic yellow rectangle no it's like square it's the the shape is weird because it's almost a perfect square what is it? Which like is, two and a half inches square? Uh, yeah, maybe something like that. It's and little. It, it's real and little. It's, and it just plays uh, basically games that were specifically designed for it predominantly. I mean, but that's all there, it plays, There's right? like a seasonal release date thing. I haven't personally played one, so it's just y'all. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I thought I, you have one, right, Juice? Yeah, I've gotten, I, I didn't get it until about a couple of weeks ago, so I have not unlocked that many games. When you first get it, uh, there's two. One is a, it's it's it, 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 it's basically TNC Surf. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, uh, it is basically TNC Surf, but with a crank. So you're like, a, you're on a huge wave and you're using the crank to adjust your direction on the wave and you try to do like tricks and stuff like that. Very, very like good application of it and fun and cute. Um, and the other one casual is... Birder. Yes. Casual, casual Birder. Yes. Casual Birder is almost like a, um, you know how they would make, it's, it's got, a uh, 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 Link's Awakening vibes, which is part of like a, a whole genre that maybe it spawned of Game Boy games that were kind of like adventures, like super lightweight RPGs where this thing's only got the two buttons on it. It's got B yeah. and A and a D-pad, and a crank. Uh, And in Casual Birder, you are new in town, and in this town, everybody's obsessed with taking pictures of birds, and you get in on it too. And so you go around and meet all the people, and you meet birder bullies, and uh, try to fill out basically your Pokedex of of birds uh, by walking around the world. And whenever you see a bird, you press a button to pull out your camera, you aim the shot, you use the crank to focus it, Mm. And then you take a picture, and it's uh, it's it's cute. Is that how you it's, reset the film as well with the crank? Uh, I I I haven't gotten that far. It seems uh, like it'd be authentic. It's really neat. I really like it a lot. Uh, it's it's one of I've unlocked. I think all the games at this point because I had like press access or something like that. And this is the one that I uh, I've probably played the most. Uh, that and Bennett Foddy's Bennett Foddy has a game on it called Zipper. Have you played Zipper Juice? No, I don't think I've gotten that one yet. Okay, so in Zipper, it is a samurai action puzzle game where you use the D-pad to like chart a course through this grid battlefield that enemy samurai are on, uh, and you want to dash alongside the enemies. 
Uh, but the enemies will move as well. And so there's a lot of different ways that like if you stop, if you end your movement next to an enemy, they will slash you and kill you. If you run, if you dash into an enemy, I think it, it will kill you. There's a lot of ways. You have to basically chart your path through this battlefield perfectly, anticipating where the enemies are going to move and sort of planning your own dash through it. Now, you use the D-pad and you sort of like chart your path and then you can use the crank to see like uh, shadows of the enemies and see how they are going to move. And so you you have a chance to kind of like see how the enemies are going to react to your move before you commit to it. Uh, and so the whole thing is just you trying to find this perfect path. It's, t- it's a tough thing to, de- to describe, but there's also a timer on the whole thing. Uh, so it's all about like finding the smoothest, fastest path through a room using this kind of like future sight uh, thing. It's very cool. It is not like anything I think Fadi has made before. He is the one who made um, uh, Quop and Get Over It and um, a bunch of bunch of other stuff like that. Is Lucas Pope doing something on Lucas it? Lucas Pope is doing something on it. He's the creator of uh, Obra Dinn and Papers, Please. But I do not, I don't think it's on it. Yeah, no, Lucas Pope's game is not on it yet. Uh, which, like, that's all I want. I love, I, Come on, I just Lucas. want that new Lucas. Um, it's such a great, it just feels good. It reminds me of, um, when I was a little kid, there's a show called The Great Space Coaster. And there was a guy who had this, like, flip-up little TV that he would show cartoons on. And it just, like, looks so sick. And he would put cartridges in it. And you'd watch little cartoons. And it just looked, uh, it looked awesome. And uh, this, and it, I had this like, as a kid, it was I, I was so fixated on it because it looked like amazing. It does. It is kind of a novel. It's ex- like, and, it's and I don't think that they would nest. Yeah, that. I don't think they would even necessarily like, uh, buck at that description. Like, it is a novelty in the sense that like it's trying something new and different. This idea of hardware that's very specifically built for a certain type of game. Um, I'm glad to have it though. Me too. And I do think that it's um a very interesting it's it's sort of a um you know you know what it almost feels like a uh, a physical writing prompt. Like for but for game design, right? It feels like someone's like, okay, I want you to write an essay constrained to these very specific rules. Right. Or maybe a game jam is a, is a better yeah, for um, sure. analog where it's like it's a physical game jam. Like, all right, here are your limitations. It looks kind of like a Game Boy and it's got to use a crank. Best of luck. <laughs> and like, I, and it is interesting to see how people respond to that. You can feel a sort of like um, I think you can feel a sort of energy from the games of people being sort of like challenged by the device a little bit or like excited by. The limitations, almost, if if that makes any sense, and it's also got like the the people have made. It's got a pretty stacked cast of of game devs. Uh, there's a there's a snake type game called Snack, uh, made by uh, I know Zach Gage collaborated on it, and it's just Snake, but you can jump, so you can jump over your own body instead of smashing into it, and like the things you have to pick up to make your body longer, which is what happens in Snake. It moves and sometimes jumps onto the snake's back. So then you have to jump over your own back to eat the oh apples or whatever to make yourself longer. Um, it's 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 got a lot. It's got a lot sort of going for it. I think it's like 180 bucks. We should uh, also add that you probably can't you get one. You cannot find it. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is in very, very limited supply. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I pre-ordered it many, many months. I love... Cool. 
I just love, I love, uh, if you love sort of gear, if you love tech and like gaming hardware, if you own many Nintendo 3DSs and Game Boy Advances and stuff, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's the shit. It's really cool. Looks like these are running you about 450 on Oh my God. So Pete. Yeah. I know it's a lot. Um, we have some reader mail of people sending in games we missed, might have missed. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Suggestions. Yeah, uh, the first one comes from Chon. I released a Super Mario World Kaizo ROM hack called Love Yourself. It's very beginner friendly and designed to help ease players into Kaizo level design, not to mention many other beginner hacks have uh, released recently. And now is easily the best time to get into Kaizo. For people that don't know, Kaizo is a genre of um, fan made platforming levels that traditionally have been extremely hard but it sounds like there's sort of a movement to welcome more players into these levels um so uh that's really cool yeah uh that 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 life i feel like got uh a lot of coverage during like you know mario maker one and two coming out when like i had Mm -hmm. i had seen kaizo runs on you know agdq and what whatever uh but there were levels that were like specifically like, okay, here is a gauntlet. We are going to teach you how to shell jump like from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, and and the idea of like a whole ROM hack of that sounds neat. This next letter comes from Joe. Uh, this came out a couple years ago now, but I kickstarted Eagle Island a while back. It's a beautiful pixel side-scrolling roguelike where you attack by throwing an elemental owl. I really like it. That sounds pretty cool. I like owls. Yeah. Well, have you played it? No, I just, I, I, I weirdly remember the Kickstarter campaign for it. I have yeah. not played it. Looks cute. Uh, this comes from Ska Punk Bond theme song. Uh, Ember Nights. It's in alpha and really scratches that Castle Crashers itch. Couch Co-op Hades is an, a pretty okay le- uh, elevator pitch for it. That sounds dope. Yeah, this does look cool. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys. I am just like, I am on Steam green light like right now just like googling these games as you mentioned them it's been a it's been fun we have from randy uh gunfire reborn borderlands ish roguelite across the obelisk oh sorry so these are two games uh gunfire reborn is the borderlands ish roguelite and also up across the obelisk is a multiplayer slay the spire that sounds intimidating the fuck i don't know how that would work but i guess uh like Hearthstone? Uh, uh, one more uh, comes from ADG Witchwood. It's a collecting crafting game with the most stunning illustrated art style. It's a pretty quick play, but the storyline, the grim take on fairy tale tropes, is one of the most enjoyable I've played. It's relaxing, atmospheric, and fun. That sort of runs the gamut of possible uh, things. It's all emotions people all emotions might like. There can be. Not just that game, but with all these games. It's this a looks lot good of, too. These a lot are, of range. Hey, thanks. Thank you to these people specifically for sending in some games that I am probably going to check out. Yeah, they sound sick. What else have you all been playing? I booted up Fall Guys for the first time in like whenever it launched was the last time I played Fall Guys. But they they just announced that it's going free to play in June. And I kind of wanted to boot it up before that happened just to see how much progress it has made. Um, I think the bones of it have not seemingly made that i mean they've added features much want, like uh playing with squads and and doing friend games and stuff like that but the like core back end of it seems pretty similar but the just the minute to minute of the game continues to be super fun and i always love the aesthetic and the characters and 
just like screwing around uh, running through these obstacle courses has always been really fun. I am hoping that with the free to play release, it will, I think, be a big moment for them. They might be able to like sort of clean up some of the uh, just slower parts of the loading and the waiting for a new round to start. That's the only thing that still kind of keeps me a little bit at arm's reach with it, but uh, yeah. I think it could be really good. And obviously, I think they got bought by Epic, so they certainly have that back end to fall back on uh, that Fortnite's been using forever. So if you bought it, now is a good time to try it. It sounds like they're going to be giving um, people that already bought it a bunch of free stuff when the game goes free to play, so that's pretty cool. I like free stuff. Um, I've mostly been playing Rogue Legacy 2. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very good game that we already talked about this episode. Uh, I have also been diving into a game that I have slept on for a really long time called Forager. Y'all play Forager? Oh, I played that game. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think everybody has played that game but me. I'm just really late to the party. There's a little pickaxe guy and he runs around yeah. and hits stuff. Yeah, you play pickaxe guy. He runs around a little island and collects stuff, and, and then can craft items to expand the island and you know create new inventions. And y'all already know what it is, but it's on Switch, and I'm I'm uh, I've been sort of catching up with it because I've always it's one of those games that I see like anytime I'm on the like iOS app store, I'm just looking for a new time waster. Uh, I see Forager on there, and I'm like, oh yeah, you. I missed. I, I forgot about you. And I get back into it. So that's that's what I've been getting into. Juice? No, nah, I mean everything I've I've mentioned is stuff that I've been playing. Um cool. so I used I used up all of mine. Well, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties. Uh Lincoln Park A, I guess Canadian Lincoln Park. Uh get money Myrick, Wonko the Sane, Omaha Ron, and Major Bacon. Thank you for writing reviews on Apple Podcasts for the Besties podcast, which you're listening to right now. Uh and Do thank you, you to everyone else best for the reviews. Names that you see. Is this just a random selection of people who leave reviews or are these like handpicked the best names? I mean, it's are? a mix, but I do like picking some of the best names. It's usually okay, good. usually a fun way to do it. But I don't want to look if you have a normal name. That's fine too. There's, there's certainly a shot I might. You're just not going to get. Well. You're not going to get called up to the big leagues. No, uh, I'm going to. Well, you might. I'm going to read because Plan is not here. I'm going to read through all the games we mentioned. It's going to be really go. quick. Shotgun King, Vampire Survivors, Haiku the Robot, Mini Motorways, Ali Ali World, Dungeons of Dreadrock, Rogue Legacy Two, Peglin. Who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus and Song Pop Party were in that. That was in the first segment. Uh, you could scrub back if one of those sort of jumped to mind. We talked about the Playdate uh, handheld system in segment B, um, and some recommendations was the uh, Kaizo ROM hack, Love Yourself, uh, as well as Eagle Island, uh, Ember Knights, Gunfire Reborn, Across the Obelisk, and Witchwood. Uh, Witchwood is spelled with a Y instead of an I, by the way. And Fall Guys and Forager. And Fall Guys and Forager. That's a lot of games. Busy week. What are we doing next week, guys? Next week, we're playing a game called V Rising, which I have not and played, but none of us have, like it. but it's rising up the Steam charts. And I'm, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm very excited to play it. <laughs> I can't wait. And we'll be here with all of that and so much more. So be sure to join us again next week for the besties. 
Because she's the world's best friends pick the world's best games.